Hello and welcome to another episode of the Go Play That podcast. My name is Rob Cook and that's Tom Wolford. Hello. And over there, who's that? Is that Bob Morate? Yes, yes it is. It sure is. And we've got some video game impressions to share with everybody. Uh, I'm going to start by throwing it straight over to Tom, who's been playing some Headlander. Ah, the pressure. Okay. (laughs) Headlander, the first thing you've got to know is it's great. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. You're all, you're both fans of Double Fine's work. Yep. Um, This is from the guy, well, it's directed by the guy that made Stacking, if I remember rightly. And uh, I really enjoyed that game. Uh, on PS3, and that game was all about uh, switching switching your abilities by switching between costumes, right? It was kind of like Hitman, but but more so, mm-hmm. pu- more, puzz- yeah, more puzzly, of. like pu- puzzle puzzle rooms. Um, you had to like gain access by being of a particular like class of of uh, Marush- Marushka Marushka Matryoshka <laughs> Jesus, sorry, Babushka. I don't know. Doll, yeah, uh, yeah so Russian doll. Russian doll. So you'd stack into the <laughs> stack into like a bigger doll uh, that had different abilities, uh, like farting or being a tough. And uh, that was yeah, that was a really cool game. That was a cool. legendary ability. Um, I, I was thinking about stacking the other day. Actually, I didn't. I didn't know that it was directed by the same person. But mm. I was thinking about how just vastly underrated stacking was yeah, as a game. Yeah, it was yeah. really underrated. Yes. Yeah, and uh, other than that, I think that was out around the same time they did Costume Quest, which I enjoyed. And um, oh, there's another one, um, Iron Brigade. Iron Brigade. Yeah. Which was, is that double fine? That w- yeah. Yeah, that was double it was called, fine. Back in the day, it was called Trenched, but I yeah. think they changed the name. There was I can't bo- remember why. There was a board game that had the same name, so they that uh, was it. They disputed, yeah. and they had to change the name to to Iron Brigade. Uh, I never finished that game. I got to the near the end, and then it, I just it just petered out for me. But that that's old Rob. That's old. Play every game at the same time, Rob. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not that same person. No, sorry. Um, so Headlander seems to have the same kind of core mechanic of switching abilities by by switching bodies is that correct tom yeah kind of to 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 the very literal kind of uh thing i mean headlander you you are ahead right <laughs> that is right. that is all you are that's how you start the game like a future a, like a futurama style head in a jar thing head in a space helmet okay i see okay yeah, so you you kind of uh, you do switch between bodies, but first of all, you have to pop the head off a body using your vacuum that you have on the underside of your helmet. Your helmet can both both thrust around like a rocket almost, and you can also use the old fire kind of thing to uh, use a vacuum, which can suck uh, object like puzzle objectives, or it can suck the heads off basically more or less anybody in the game world hmm. uh then you land your head hence the name so you land your head on computer consoles to activate them and to make them do what they're supposed to do uh you land your head on other people primarily enemies uh i should say that everybody is a robot this isn't like a gory oh, explosion okay. of like you know squirting arteries <laughs> everywhere you know <laughs> mortal combat style finishes exactly this is no sort of you know splatter house type <laughs> thing so basically in the future humanity's moved into um basically online consciousnesses which are downloaded into robot bodies okay that's how that goes uh so basically everybody you meet is a robot um there's sort of big evil baddie that's taken over, has installed a, a gem into every robot body, which stops people feeling too much or sort of rebelling against his rule. Okay. Uh, but you are the last sort of human, like actual flesh and blood head right? Uh, alive. And you've got your funky little space helmet. And your space helmet, as I said, it allows you to fly around the levels, uh, dock with other people. So if you have an enemy fighting you, probably the quickest way to dispatch it is to just fly over to him, 
pop off his head and then you know you can sit on his head and use his body or you know her body to to fight right uh, the other enemies in the level kind of thing it takes place on a 2d plane is that correct it is yeah okay. it's 2d side is like sort of uh I, I hesitate to use the the word metroidvania but that's what it is okay so there is ability like abilities um giving access to different areas Exactly. That's basically you will you will upgrade your helmet's capacities. Oh, okay. And then mm. you can go back. But it's really nicely done. Um, some of these games, like a lot of the, I think you were playing Metroid Prime, Bob, for one of the yeah last year uh, foreign mm. webs, yeah, yeah. And I I bounced off those games because it was so hard to tell where you'd been, what you were missing. Oh yes. Um, I don't really like to have a notepad sitting next to me while I'm playing a game, trying to tell, okay, so there was a green gem in that room over there. I think I stopped playing Axiom Verge for the same reason that I left it for a couple of weeks and came back and I was completely lost. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't work out how to get to like the last area. I think I'm basically going towards the last boss on that game and I can't work out how to get there. And there's so much level, you know, the map is a bit crap. And it's just a bit difficult to see where you've been, what you've done, what you've actually achieved. And after Same. about three hours of running about, I just got bored. Stay away from Castlevania then. <laughs> of course, yeah. Because, <laughs> so, yeah, less Castlevanias that are, well, the the ones that give that kind of general Metroidvania name. Mm-hmm. The, from Symphony of the Night onwards, they're pretty much the same thing. So you won't get, you won't know where you are or where you have to go unless you are thoroughly exploring and you know, continuing with it. If you leave it for a few months or a few weeks, then you'll be well, as lost as an elephant on a parking lot. <laughs> I didn't... Uh, that's a weird analogy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have this problem with, with Headlander because I finished it in two sittings. Okay. Does, um, it, does that does that give us an indication of it? its game length? Yes, or? it's not a long game. Okay. Uh, what it is, is a very neatly packaged, very much like stacking, really, in that sense that it's a very neatly packaged, well-done little experience. Mm. I, I have no problems with the game being short, as long as the content is not dragged on or it doesn't overstay its welcome, or you know, all these. Yeah, I'd, I, I'd almost welcome a shorter game than a game that, yeah, is at state its welcome, is feel, feeling like they've they've artificially packed it full of full of filler. Yeah, I mean, here you've got basically uh, three different types of collectibles, which give you the helmet increases as well. So there, there's no flying around looking for random stuff just to collect them. Hmm. And the whole, the whole game, the whole level is really tight. I did have my only bit of extension on the game. Like, I had finished the game, but I was two trophies away from the Platinum. Okay. Uh, on the PlayStation, I was like, okay, I'll go for it because it's basically find all the rooms and find all the power-ups. And I was missing three rooms and one power-up. Okay. So my idea was if I find those last rooms, I'm going to find the power-up. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I was sure, like, I'll, go, I'll go for it. And that took me probably another hour and a half to find those last rooms. Um, which was, they, that was about the most annoying Thing that, but I I did that to myself, you know. I hadn't discovered them during the main game, so I tried to discover them after I'd finished it. Mm. Tell me something, Tom. Um, mm. Can we say Enemy Mind did it first, or is it different enough? No, no, no. It's completely different. It's it, don't right. <laughs> don't. Uh, I, I, how to describe it? It's basically yeah, it's a two D Metroidvania where you. I mean, because for the most part, you don't really have to swap into other people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can fly around at your head. The only time you will need your bodies is really to go through doors. Uh-huh. Because uh, doors will be gated by security level, um, which you have to have an enemy. You have to be controlling an enemy to be able to get through those doors. Um, but the game is really good at not trapping you. Okay. Like, everything you think that could have been frustrating about this game isn't. So, like, you let's say that there's a, a teleport device which allows you to quickly switch to another area of the game so you don't have to trawl all the way back. But in one certain moment, the, one of the teleport devices has two doors only to get out of that room, and they're both security-gated, 
And this could have been an oversight. This could, could like if you didn't teleport with the correct body, you could be trapped and you would have to teleport back out, find mm. the correct body, yada yada yada. But what will happen is that very helpfully the robot of the correct color will pop through the door. Okay. And you're like, oh, I'll take your head. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then you can get out of that room. Uh, there's other little rooms which can only be uh, which can only be explored by a like a little Roomba vacuum cleaner type thing. Okay. Uh, and they do very helpfully pop up in the areas where you're supposed to go. So it's it's nice. It's got that double fine feeling of helping the player. It's not you know Costume Quest had it as well, um, where it was kind of guiding you gently to the way that you were supposed to go. It wasn't completely overt, but at the same time, it wasn't. You didn't ever feel super stuck. I've got another question for you. Um, yep. The the logo art and I think the trailer as well gave it mm-hmm. a very very. Um, 80s vibe, so to speak, very neon I would neon say even, thing. even 70s. Yeah, I would like say it's got yeah. So that, is that is that preserved through the game as well, or is it just thing of? No, no, no. It's it's that? really through. So so you have what they've called retro futuristic, uh, yeah. which obviously takes a lot of homage from the the sort of 60s and 70s style sci-fi, but in a in a very cool way. So everything is muted browns, oranges, uh, deep reds. I really um, like that style. Yeah, it's super nice. Like what I noticed at one point is you're you're in a level which has like three lift shafts, and as you're traveling at one of the lift shafts, uh, there's like big generators in the background, mm-hmm. and they they look like lava lamps. So you have this like huge power station in the background that actually looks like you know this floating seventies <laughs> lava lamps, which are really cool. All nice. the other robots, like the citizens of the world the non-hostile ones, they're all like, yeah, groovy, man, like, far out. You know, it's this <laughs> kind of, like, hippie-esque to 70s disco uh, style um, kind of art and sound. Uh, the best bit is still the loading screen, though, because the loading screen, um, taking a leaf, maybe, from Galaxy, is very VHS-style. So okay, you get yeah. the line blurs, uh, you get, you know, like a bit of screen interference and it looks like you're watching an old video tape. Like you paused the VCR, Love it. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Love and it's it. really cool. You even have the, the, like one of the effects on your, you can upgrade so your bodies move faster. And when you do that, you get that same color scheme of like red to orange to white as like the speed trail that your body uh-huh. makes when you're running. So the whole thing is super well designed, like super, the art on it is just, is really good. Um, nice. The sound design is really good. Um, like I say, once your abilities are up there, it's a joy just to fly your head around because you get like twin shields. So you're not as vulnerable. Um, you can boost faster. You can kill enemies with a boosted headbutt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this kind of thing. So you get all these cool different little abilities, which, to be fair, a lot of them, to me, they did feel a bit extraneous, okay. a bit superfluous. I didn't I didn't really use a lot of the abilities. Well, you said that you found some abilities post-completion, right? Well, no, I, it wasn't really the abilities. Um, you get the abilities by getting experience points, and uh. you, you can power up your helmet, like the thrust, the health, and the power of your helmet by finding the, the hidden collectibles. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Okay, So there's like the two systems in there, but like, for example, you get the ability to like headbutt from one body to another. Like if you run up to a new body while in charge of a body, you can hit triangle and you, you basically force yourself into that new body rather than flying off, taking the rather than exactly. Yeah. But for me, it was, it was almost like every, like even the, the head popping animation is like, like a a stubborn champagne cork, you know? Or a, <laughs> I would expect gro- that, yes. Yeah, it's like a, a Grolsch pop bottle top. It makes this satisfying, <laughs> like, whoomp, when you take the head off. <laughs> this is double fine we're talking about. They make things uh, humorous and silly. It's humorous yeah. and silly, but not too much. Like, there's yeah, still I know, a darker undercurrent, but you do get, like, it was such a joy to fly off a body and steal somebody else's head that I didn't really bother with the other abilities that allowed me to transfer into bodies in other ways 
because at this point I had like hyper boost shields and everything, so I was almost invincible. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like flying across a room, deflecting lasers with the right stick, because you actually have to rotate the shields around your head. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole thing is just really... It's got that sort of double fine sheen of quality without it being uh, kind of as bloated maybe as... Um, what's the one? The metal one? Come on, Brutal Legend. Brutal right. Legend, yes. Yeah. That game could have benefited with being about half the length for me. Yeah, that was... Mm. A, since then, they've been firing in all cylinders, I, I think. Like, a lot of their output's been really good. Um the the I think the uh, the point and click adventure the cave I think was the only one I didn't really play in and for for the reason that it didn't really interest me but the games we mentioned before uh, were all very high quality they they do a good job of um, of using a lot of the ideas that their creative team has um, yeah up to the point of they have like this amnesia Fortnite thing I don't, I don't know if they're still doing it to this day but that's I where a lot of these do. games i'd imagine so it's like one of their their hallmarks internally and and that generates a lot of good ideas there was an rts that they produced uh i think a couple of years back now was uh, it that, massive challenge i think that's the one yeah and that came i think that was born from that yeah I still got a load of prototypes from different different games that uh that haven't think- haven't been developed further this one wasn't even one of them so it just goes to show that they're still they're still um taking up ideas from from different people in in their team uh and that's really cool rather than rather than just uh sticking with with one of their games for too long like they did a they did a sequel to costume quest but they haven't really you know revisited anything uh much more than that which is which is good i i would prefer to be playing a headlander over a stacking two or something like that Mm mm-hmm Although I heard costume, I do own Costume Quest too, but I'm guilty of never even loading it up. Mm. But um, I did enjoy Costume Quest one, so more of that could be welcome. But this is just—it is a really fresh idea, and it's taken kind of a, a a bit of a bloated, stagnant genre, I think, with the Metroidvania. Like I say, there's not many games of that type that I've really enjoyed. Sure. And it makes it fun, and I think the the small runtime. And I'm not talking super short here. I would say like eight to ten hours. Yeah, that's fine depending on how slowly you take it and and how good you are with the map. Like like I say, the last three rooms were super bitchy to find, like <laughs> super to the point where I, I did get a walkthrough for the last Oh, year. Thomas. <laughs> Shame <laughs> on just, you. I was literally, I was staring at the map and because it's such a new game, nobody else could help. You know, right. you go on the, you'd say like, First go on world Google problems. And, you'd say, and you'd say like, uh, Headlander map. Nobody has a picture of it. So I couldn't even compare. But I was staring at my map looking for points of entry, points of, you know, because you have like little secret entryways, but they do kind of show up on the map. And then the the two that I found, or the, sorry, the three rooms that I was missing were all based on teleporters. So the rooms weren't actually even connected to the map. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you couldn't like look for an incomplete path or something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I was staring at this map for so long and then like I, I've literally covered everywhere and then by chance I found one more room, which wasn't the room I needed, but it was a room I'd been through, but I hadn't noticed there was a teleporter to go up and a teleporter to go down. Something that silly. And then yeah, finally when I looked at the walkthrough I was like, ah, oh. because it's, it's not only a teleporter, but it's a teleporter that you have to do something kind of crazy to even use. So yeah, I mean that was that was the last one that just was almost making me rage. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, like I say, it's just this this tight little cool experience. I don't think there's much replay value in it, especially if you've done it like me. I've seen everything there is to see in that game. Mm. Um, but it was the most fun, like actual fun. You know, not like oh this is a really cool game or I like this mechanic or whatever. This was just like fun to play. Sure, like the the core concepts held up throughout. Yeah, yeah, the core concept held up all the way through, and at no point did I feel frustrated. I got a little angry because there's two boss battles, and those are about the only things that feel out of place. Okay. Hmm. And that's kind of divided because I've seen a couple of other reviews where people are like, oh, the boss battles are the standout part of this game. And I'm like, well, not really. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> they rely on you using your abilities to defeat like giant bosses. But like the, the end boss, for example, he has four stages. And if you die on any one of those stages, you go back to the beginning. All right. And well, it's cool. kind of... Yeah, and it's not really that interesting of a fight. Like, you can work out the puzzle of how to hurt him very quickly. Hmm. So it's just a point of like, oh, you know, I just did about eight minutes trying to fight this guy down to his last health bar, and then he killed me, and I start again. But I got him done in like four attempts, so it wasn't really that bad. Hmm. Um, the other, the other weird thing, well, I don't know if it's weird, but the other thing about this game is it's published by Adult Swim. Right. So, yeah. And I would have thought the other way around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that Double Fine didn't need a publisher anymore. I don't know. That's the weird thing. Like, I don't know what deal they've got in place or how it benefits both of them or, you know, one of them or whatever. Could this be making know. its way onto Adult Swim as a series? Uh, it, it could be. I don't know. But it's it seemed, for me, I would have always thought that Double Fine would be publishing Adult Swim games and not vice versa. Yeah. Strange. So it's, hmm. Yeah. But uh, that's an aside, I'm sure, if anybody wants to help us out with, uh, you know, the answer as to why that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you doing business like this? <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it, and you should go play it, because cool. it's like a weekend, and you'll have a blast. Nice one. I think you sold it, yeah. I'll give it a look. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's been on my um, on my short list of stuff to play, so I, I guess I'll pick up the chalice now. Uh, and um, yeah, that's that came out recently. There was um, Quadrilateral Cowboy that I also want to try. I'm not sure that would be your kind of game, Tom. Uh, I'm scared of that game. <laughs> could, uh, like line up code uh, and execute like a, a an order of of commands. Uh, it's it's quite intense. It's from the guys who made uh, Thirty Flights of Loving, which was uh, a real short uh, story. It was really it's good fun. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up soon and 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 try and play through that. Bob, you got any interest in that one? Uh, I don't even know. Sorry, I have no idea what it is. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, well, you'll be surprised <laughs> when I've got yeah 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 about it. Yeah. Um. And then there's this other game that looks like Gang Beasts. It's called uh, Human Full Flat. Human Full Flat. Uh, it yep. looks like Gang Beasts in the way that you're controlling like a a doe figure, and it's and it's phys- physics driven. Um, okay. So you're like uh, doing puzzles in like a 3D environment using basically one of the characters from Gang Beasts. Uh, I'm going to be checking that out uh, hopefully this week, so I'll have some words about that one. Um, but what I have been playing, so I've been, I've been away this week, so I just had the laptop with me. I've been playing, uh, Danganronpa 2, um, which is the follow up to the game that I played in our first four in February, uh, last year in 2015. And you uh, enjoyed it a lot, right? The first yeah, one. That, I'm so glad that that was on my list and that I chose that. Um, I don't know. Did I choose to play that game? I think I did. Yeah, yes. I think you did. Yes, that yeah, was, that was your my, choice. That was my personal you choice. Definitely didn't choose to play D four. That's for sure. <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not. And my my fault for for having it on my on my on my short list. But here we are. <laughs> and I'm really happy that you chose it too, because I really wanted to hear your opinions on it. Yeah, Dangan. Yeah. yeah, the the first one is is fantastic. I spent 30 hours of February 2015 with that game. It's a visual novel, um, similar, I guess, uh, in in sort of. If you like the um, what is it called the Zero Time series or the Zero Escape Zero Escape series, so uh, Zero Time Dilemma is the latest one that Bob's been playing and he talked about yeah. recently. Uh, mm-hmm. Danganronpa is a similar similar thing where it's a it involves teenagers. It's a visual novel. There are puzzles to to overcome. Uh, the core concept of Danganronpa is that you're you're a load of uh, kids with like the the best their best in class, so like the best swimmer, the best athlete, the best mathematician, and what have you. And half the time you're getting to know them, and a story is unraveling. And then half the time there's a murder to investigate because, as a student in the school, your only escape is if you commit murder and get away with it. So the the loop is have a fun old time, get a bit suspicious of each other. There's a murder. 
you investigate the murder, then you go to a trial and, and, uh, try and uncover the truth of which was, you know, which of the remaining students is the murderer, uh, succeeding in that leads to them getting, getting punished with a sort of fitting crime that, f- that fits their, their ultimate status. Um, <laughs> the first game was fantastic. Uh, I, it's difficult to talk about these games because it's all about the story and all about that first experience. Like it's not something you could really, replay like once you know the twists and turns that's kind of it i think uh, actually i think I, you already said enough i mean yes well, yes when you explained everything and how it's laid out so the, i've been playing well, I'll, the I'll put my one. hand up there and say that i didn't understand any of that so just carry on <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. um what didn't you understand tom uh well the storyline sounded very japanese oh well it's, <laughs> oh. it's, super, it's super japanese and it's uh there's a dark humor running throughout it and it's uh it's it's yeah it's a super japanese game uh yeah in in um in style and in in uh, in the content uh the reason i like it so much is that you feel uh i think i mentioned this at the end of the february challenge last year that you feel like you're the game is one step ahead of you like it's revealing something just as you're you're beginning to understand like the truth uh, behind the murder, like there's a there's a sequence at the end where you're you're needing to confirm the story of that chapter, like what led to the murder, and you're putting like frames in a comic book together to figure it out, and you're piecing that together at just a moment that it's all come together in your head from from all the steps before. Um, the trial plays out in in a sequence of events of the students debating with each other and so you have to you have to pick apart their argument like find the lie in their argument or the contradiction based on some evidence that you've got and then pull up the evidence but it's all it all plays out in sort of an action sequence where you're actually moving a reticule over the the words and then shooting them with one of your (laughs) truth bullets it's like i object to that what you just said doesn't make any sense because and then you have to go through all of the truth bullets that you've got which is basically evidence like people's accounts that they've you know something they've told you or evidence that you found on the crime scene or circumstances that you're aware of all get added to your truth bullets and you you choose which one uh you just fired at them and then if if that's the correct contradiction then it then the scene moves forward and eventually leads to a conclusion where you work out who the killer was um and it's all like over the top silly uh, like how the murder played out um very sort of complex but really interesting to to unravel as you go through um and the overarching story is really interesting like you all the students get a bit more crazy as it goes through and they they realize that they might have to commit the next murder and and you're you know you're the protagonist that you're you're controlling has thoughts like that as as it goes through um can you like, can you fail it hilariously it sounds like something that you could just totally screw up you can so fail states would be only within each chapter like you as you get to the there's no way that you can miss any evidence it will keep you roaming around until you found everything and then it says okay trial time once you get into the trial the start of the trial is your like your like last checkpoint. If you if you run out of uh, ammo or you know something to that effect during the trial, then you could fail it completely. Like you you were accusing the the wrong people too many times. You you know trying to uh, show up the right the the wrong evidence too many times, running out of time in in debates and so on. You could eventually have to reset to the start of the of the um, trial, but that's mm-hmm. about as far as it goes. Um, I never got to that. I never got to that point. As I said, like it does a very good job of uh, keeping you on the hook and um, giving you enough context and enough information for you to come up with the the truth yourself. And the game never just spells it out for for you. Um, I never felt like I was going into a trial with all the answers and just having to play through the rest of the events just to see it through. I always felt like I had a good idea of what was happening, but needed to run through the trial and run through the debates before it all came became clear. Does a really mm-hmm. good job of that. And the sec so the second game, 
uh, takes place on an island instead of a school, but it's like a similar setup. Uh, it's very self-aware, like the tutorials are speaking to you as someone who's clearly played the first game. Like there would be no reason to to play the second if you hadn't played the first. Um, similar maybe to the Zero Escape series, like you, you're just going to um, feel a bit left out if you haven't played them in sequence. Um, uh-huh. And so it's difficult for me to talk about the second one. Like everything I've just said uh, pertains to both of the games. So if that sounds interesting to you, then like maybe you'll eventually get to the second one. But it's difficult to talk about it in specifics for the same reasons. Um, but it's more crazy. Like it plays on your expectations of what happened in the first game. So so it starts out looking like it's just going to play out the same way. But of course that doesn't make sense because why would they just make the same game again? And the yeah. core mechanics are the same. Like they've added loads more stuff into the trials. So by the time you get to the second one, if you're feeling like it's a bit worn out, they add a load of interesting mechanics that keep it fresh. Uh, and then the way the, the story is currently turning uh, is as exciting as that first uh, playthrough of the first game. Um, the only knock I have is that some of the mechanics are confusing. Like some of the trial mechanics are just over the top and uh, difficult to get a hold of. Like they feel convoluted just for the sake of it, just because they needed to add something to the to keep it fresh. And some of the some of the new mechanics are really interesting, uh, and some of them just fall flat a little bit. And uh, they they run through so many different features and th- different modes in the trials that. Uh, I guess it doesn't really, nothing really outstays its welcome so far. Um, but I, th- I think that complaint is echoed, uh, in other people's reviews of this game that, um, so I read, I read reviews of the first game after finishing it. I, I like to do that once I finish the game, I'll go and read someone else's opinions to see, to see if, uh, what I enjoyed was like a common theme. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people thought that the weakest part of the game was the, tr- the mechanics of the trials, but it was worth, uh, persisting for for everything else that the game's doing. Mm-hmm. And you played this on Steam, right? Yes, yeah, so I'm, play- you- I'm playing this on Steam. I own it on PS Vita because that's where I played the first one. So I, in a, there was like a sale for both of them and I knew uh, from that first week that I liked the first game. So I, I just picked up the second. But then I never stuck with it. Like I planned to play it in March straight after the first one. And I'm glad I didn't because it is very similar. Like it wouldn't have hit the same way that it is now. And yeah, the, the start of this year, they released both games uh, shortly after each other um, on Steam. And that's definitely a, a very good way to play it. Like it runs on anything. And uh, Nice. Yeah. Well, we'll give it the Tom's laptop test. Could well do. Yeah, I'll share my yeah. account with you. I, I think... Earl has the first game on his Steam account and I have, and he, well, he has both, but I've only got the second. Um, so yeah, uh, Earl's, Earl highly recommends this from, from, uh, speaking to him, but he's, he's not been, not been speaking to me about them because he wants me to finish the, the second one before we have a full on chat about it. Um, Are you close to finishing or? No, I'm, I'm through one try, like one episode, which was one murder. And I'm close to another murder happening. Um, Dude, come on! You had like a week away. Dude, I tried. <laughs> I played. I only played. I played like seven hours, and and the first game took me thirty. So I've got a ways to go. Okay. Um, it was almost like you were working while you're out there. Or yeah, some that's strange. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not all of us play the same rate as you do, Tom. <laughs> no, it's just you know I was hungover on Sunday. Nothing else to do than to play Headlander and I go, would, like, I would have, <laughs> If I was playing Headlander, I probably would have finished it over that, that week. But this is a longer game. And um, I'm going to stick with it. Like, this is my main game. I I dropped Tokyo Mirage because I haven't been around my Wii. Um, <laughs> so, I've, yeah, I've been... You've know. been avoiding your Wii? Yep. Yep. I don't, <laughs> I don't get the response. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I've been I've just been playing that because it's just been the one game I've had access to that ran on on my on my work laptop. So so that's been it's been good to get to that uh, after a long while. And yeah, Bob, once you get 
well, you've got through Zero Time, like give it a few months and if you're looking for your next visual novel game, definitely play. Dangan yeah, Rumpa. I've I've got that Danganronpa 2 and I also have Steins Gate still on the oh, pipeline. Yeah, of course. So yeah, it's still there, unbooted. I purchased it a long time ago, and yeah. and we've just decided, yeah, let's not start it anytime soon. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, one of these, one of these two will be one of yeah. Maggie is, is gesturing me impulsively, like yeah, let's play it now. This is yeah, this is the one. This <laughs> so, is the one for you for you guys to play. Like you enjoyed, uh, uh, you know, uh, experiencing the Zero Escape series to, together, or at least the last one. So this is more of that so yeah i'll uh i'll poke maggie and uh make sure she uh you know persuades you on that one sure thing <laughs> i don't need a lot of persuasion to be honest sure that's <laughs> a game that i want to play anyway yeah top rated for me and i'm really glad that the the february challenge got me onto onto this um this genre because i do want to play the zero escape series once i'm through here and i th- i don't know where the third one's at it's really really difficult to google these games without seeing some image or some you know story spoiler so you have to yeah. sort of lock yourself down and Yeah, you should not you should not google anything about zero escape at all. Yeah, like even searching <laughs> for like some merchandise it's just going to give away something like if I like I saw the cover of the Japanese version of Danganronpa 3 and that already gave away like okay, well that guy doesn't die then. That kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah. Um recommended. Over to you, Bob. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've been playing some some many games actually over this week, mm. but I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight only three. The first one I'm gonna highlight is uh, Final Fantasy XIV: A Realm Reborn. For... That's the online one, right? Yeah, that's the online one. It's on okay. PC. It's on PS4. Have you PS3. have you been uh, have you been catching Yokai this week? I have. Yes, that, <laughs> I was I was gonna mention that because they have this huge Yokai watch event. That is like three times bigger than any Christmas or Halloween or any other event that the game has. Right. And I find it unbelievable that the Yokai Watch event was so, so big. There's so many things to collect there. Tom, do you it's- know what Yokai are? Oh. I've got no idea. I played Final Fantasy X and all I right. didn't finish it. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> it's nothing to do with Final Fantasy at all. So Yokai Watch is an, it's another franchise, another video game, completely different. It was released on the 3DAs not so long ago here in Europe, I think. Yeah, or so, a good long while ago in a in, good uh, long while ago Japan. In, in Japan. Yeah. Yes, it's, I think they may be about releasing it, the second or third or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tom, this is like the new Pokemon for a new for a new age. <laughs> yeah, like so, you're catching ghosts, um, basically. So yeah, they they have been doing this this crossover event mm. between Final Fantasy and Yokai Watch. And you can you can do some in-game activities in Final Fantasy XIV to obtain some special currency that you can exchange by getting special we uh, special gear that is themed after mm. Yokai Watch, or you can get like special special Yokai Watch minions that that follow you around. They do nothing; they're just like vanity pets, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but they're they're cute and they're Yokai Watch and they are, and you have a proper um, Yokai Watch wristband that you can equip on your character, which. <laughs> It's it's quite funny. But is, it, is this a time exclusive, like time limited? Sorry, seems to be yes, because it's ending on the second of October. Oh, okay, and and it started um, a couple of weeks ago, I think. But yeah, it's a it's a really big event. So normally, whenever they do an event in game like Christmas or Halloween or something, you've got this quest line that you can beat in a day if you work through it, and right. maybe you can you can farm the rewards and get like the the Halloween costume or the broom mount or something. Mm. And uh, this one is huge. I mean, even if I grinded it every day, pretty sure that I would not be able to get all the content. It's it's really a lot of content that I have put into this Quit event. Quit your job, and, go full time, and, and oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go full time Final Fantasy. Just become I'm a full time yeah. grinder. <laughs> Just grind everything you see. <laughs> but I, do that. I already do that. <laughs> if you can see it, you can grind it. <laughs> I think there's an so, app yeah, for you um, on the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Never no? heard of it. <laughs> okay, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Back on topic, uh, I've been going back to this game after a, a semi-hiatus that I took on the game, and I it's still going strong. They keep releasing uh, interesting content. They keep uh, releasing quality-of-life patches with new dungeons, new modes, and they, they just released something that I really, really like, which is a special dungeon 
where everyone comes in regardless of the level they have and they all start from level one. So um, you may be going with your friends, which are maximum level with your low character that I, I'm just, I, let's say I just want to try this class yeah. that I have on level five and you all start in this dungeon on level five, uh, or oh, sorry, on level one and it's uh, generated randomly and you cannot bring any of your weapons inside. They will give you a special weapon that levels up as you are in this dungeon. Yeah. And yeah, you can, you can go down floors, like beat your enemies, go down to the next floor and so on, so on. You keep going through the dungeon, you level up, you, you get to try out the, the skills on the class, you, your, your weapon and your armor levels up. And, um, you save your progress and you maybe you come, you come back the next day with your party that, that went with you or you can just uh, match make with other players. I don't know. Okay. You can, so it's, it's, it's an isolated thing, but I guess there are rewards that feed back into your normal character if you get yeah, that, through certain levels. Yeah, that's right. Every 10 floors that you go down, you get, um, you get character experience that you get on the, on the class that you have currently equipped that is right. not related to the dungeon. So it's like sure. you complete a regular dungeon, you get XP back and you get money and you get rewards. And apparently if you do them, if you do them enough and you, uh, I'm going to use this word again. If you grind them enough, <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you will get, you will get the, the special dungeon weapons that you have in there to use outside. Okay. Which okay. um which look really cool because they look like they are entirely made of light. So it it's a pretty cool thing to have. And um and, and I think that this is a really, really interesting addition because it's something that you can just keep coming in and it keeps getting randomized and it keeps getting it, it doesn't get boring. Even though it's the same like beat enemies, go down floors. Sure. You ju- you can just come back every day or every week or something and, and get new stuff. Maybe you will enter a floor that has like maybe not any enemies but a lot of traps, or maybe you get to uh, a floor that has a boss fight, and then you have a modifier that get that cuts your your spell casting by thirty percent, and you take longer to cast spells or something. Mm-hmm. So you've got all these layers that make the the dungeon more complicated, and uh, and it's really interesting. I really want to to get to the bottom of it. But that's cool. I can, that's really uh, I like the idea that you get a randomized. Was it a random? No, it's not a randomized class. Or you choose no, the not class. class. Yeah, you choose the class. You get inside the dungeon, and the the floors are randomized. So right, the, of course, yes. The rooms, the the enemies, and the the traps, the treasure that you get, it's all randomized. Cool. So the content itself is. Yeah. But yeah. Nice. So that, that yeah, that's gonna keep me busy for a while. So it's interesting. How long are you Moving in for on, in terms of subscription? Now? I've been already going on for. 740 days <laughs> subscription yeah because it it tells you when you log in you are okay. subscribed for x days so that, so but you've got a you've got a long-standing subscription on that one What's yeah the i've been playing it since launch and uh it's the only game the the only mmorpg since world of warcraft that has encouraged me to get to the final level or to the level cap right and continue and uh yeah even after two years there's still so much to do Cool. So it's really good. It's really alive, and there's a lot of players. So it's it's doing really good, and I'm really happy to see that. Is all of this content available for PS3 players? Like even down to that version? Yes, I guess everything it must be is updated at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I imagine if you're sharing servers. Yeah. Yeah, every platform is updated at the same time, so they drop the patches all together. That's cool. Yeah, it that's is a little really bit cool. of like yeah. That's a little bit of wizardry right there, just by itself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I just, I just have to but jump yeah. in uh, before you move on. Yes. Uh, I've just found out on Twitter that you can get Headlander thermoses and lunchboxes. Yeah, what? fully bringing it back to that seventies, oh. eighties cartoon vibe. You can now buy licensed thermoses and, and lunchboxes. So, guess what? I'll be looking for after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, cool, sorry, that was just an aside. Going, in, but carry on, please. <laughs> All right, yeah. Moving on, Final Fantasy. I'm gonna go. Um, I I leached a bit of your library, Rob. I played Stardew Valley. Cool. And uh, because we already talked about it before, all I'm gonna say is that I'm loving it. I mean, what I've played reminds me a lot of Animal Crossing Harvest Moon, which is pretty much what everyone has been telling me about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I will definitely buy it because 
I can see myself spending a lot of hours on this game. And it's only getting interesting now because... Yeah, how much I have mean, you played then? Well, I've done like two rounds of parsnips <laughs> <laughs> and like traded them in. I got into the... Um, yeah, I, I met some wizard in a stone tower and he told me that that there are some spirits living in the community center and that seems mm. to be that seems to be going into some sort of storyline that's about to start right there. Yeah. But I've been playing for like seven hours and I'm just starting dude, the storyline. Dude, sack now. the storyline, just grow parsnips. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna grow parsnips for yeah, the rest of my days. Fine. I've actually moved on to potatoes now. You traitorous <laughs> dog. I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? But parsnips are still good. It's like an, an easy source of money. And vitamin C. But yeah. And vitamin C. I don't know if that's true, folks. Please. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Please don't quote us on that. Moment, yeah. But he told me five a day, <laughs> crunching through parsnips. <laughs> <laughs> he told me to grind his parsnips. <laughs> yeah. All right. Please yeah, save us. That, that, that's it for Stardew Valley because, because yeah, I've I've been playing it um, for a few days, but we already talked about it. So the other mm-hmm. one that I'm going to highlight is Monster Hunter Generations for the 3DS. That's okay. the one with uh, Captain this... Picard, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be a, it would of... be a nice crossover. What? Sorry, is um is Generations kind of the best of like a a retread of previous games? Mm, you could pretty much say that of every Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, now I think just about it, yeah. Can, can, every entry is pretty much just like the previous one, but they just add more content. So um, Generations seems to be like a follow-up to 4 Ultimate, which was the previous entry. Mm-hmm. It has... Um, do you, Tom, do you know what Monster Hunter I, is I, Yeah, I've seen you play on stream. You've seen yep. me play your stream. Just in case anyone is not familiar with the saga, right? Monster Hunter is about that you are uh, a hunter that arrives to this um, to this village and they, they put you some quest like, yeah, okay, we're being threatened by this big-ass dragon. We need you to take it out. And it's very, very skill-based. So, I mean, you can, you can have like a, a really powerful gear and... Um, all that you're going to do with a, a really nice set of gear is last a few more hits. But if you get if you get careless at any point, you will get rinsed by the monster anyway. Mm. And uh, sometimes the game just, just does that for you because he hates <laughs> you. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter how careful you are that maybe you just get on the wrong side or something and the monster does a, a quick turn and hits you and kills you anyway. Right. But but that's that's how the game works, and everyone who plays it is is familiar with the situation. It just happens, and you you assimilate. You curse a little bit, but you keep going to it. So generations has implemented um, a few more layers of complexity through the Monster Hunter formula. So aside from the already familiar weapons that the game has, they've added styles, what they call arts and styles. Right. And uh, now you can you can choose between three or four different move sets on each weapon. <clears throat> so one of them is, for example, the regular familiar Monster Hunter style, which is called the Guild style. Uh, another one is called the Aerial style, which basically has a few skills or a few movements that make you jump through the air. So you can um, you can attack monsters from above and like ride and stab them. That sounds more interesting. I, I've got a limited experience with Monster Hunter. I think I played the first one on 3DS. And mm-hmm. I think I also bought the Wii U game. And yeah, I really played, bought more games than I played. Yeah, I see. Um, and yeah, this, the, the thought of um, being able to get in up in the air and get up on onto, onto the monsters, like that sounds uh, like a, a breath of fresh air. Yeah, you could already do that on on Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. You, sure. There was already some some sort of verticality in that game. Okay. But but if you wanted to jump over a monster, you would need to be uh, counting that this scenario would offer you some sort of ledge that you could climb on and then jump off. Right. And that the monster would have to be like on the bottom, you know. And uh, the only other option to to jump over a monster was with a special weapon, which is the insect glaive, 
So that that's a weapon that it was introduced on for Ultimate. Sure. Yeah, I played and, three, I think. Yeah. And um and and right now with, with generations you have this aerial style, which pretty much any weapon that you have allows you to make like a quick jump that that puts you on enough altitude to like attack and maybe knock down the enemy and ride him from there. Cool. Which is, yeah, it, it gives variety. It gives a, a bit of a spice to, for you to get used to different styles and everything. And the, the the biggest addition that they have added, I think they've added it like a special weapon, but it's kind of like a brand new mode. Okay. You can actually you can actually play as a cat in this game. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> until now, until now, you had these cat companions that would go with you at all times. Like, yeah, they would be just supporting you, healing you every now and then, attacking the monsters. These guys have never yeah, seen my but cats. Now, <laughs> my cats right. would be like, no, 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 come on, monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. You do it. I've actually got one of, <laughs> one of the cats from Monster Hunter on my windowsill. I don't know if you saw it when you were here, Bob. It's like a, it's like a money, like a piggy bank. I got it from uh, like a, a second-hand memorabilia store in, in the middle of Tokyo. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, it's super. Monster Hunter is huge in Japan. It is huge, yeah. So you can find, you can find Monster Hunter merchandise pretty much anywhere. Mm-hmm. But in Europe, this is like, that, that thing that you have would be pretty, pretty valuable for a European fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much you offering, Bob? <laughs> I'm not offering it. I'm, re- I'm resisting. I'm resisting. It's out of its. Yeah. it's out of its uh, bag. Ooh, then nothing. <laughs> the cat's out hey! the bag. Oh! <laughs> Carry on, Anyhow, please. <laughs> carrying on. Um, when you choose, when you choose to play as a cat, you can do pretty much the same thing as you can do as a hunter, except you don't have the the style switching and the arts. Yeah, because well, you're a cat. You have your own style in that regard, mm. and um, I don't think I think you also cannot use items because the cats have their own set of items and set of skills. They're not cats, by the way. They're called prowlers. So that's that's like the name of the of the mode, the prowler mode. Mm-hmm. And um, that's, that's what Tom does <laughs> <laughs> when he's yeah, not exactly. Grinding. I'm prowling or grinding. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. grinding the same time. <laughs> But yeah, um, this, this, this mode has actually turned out to be, uh, very popular around online players. Right. So, and, um, it has also caused some sort of, uh, segregation, I want to say, because there are some rooms that they do not accept any player that is playing as a cat. Some sort of a racist move. If they see someone that is playing as a cat, they kick him out. And, uh, I don't understand why, because it's actually really fun to have. A cat companion that has different skills and, and can heal you up and everything. But yeah, there's there's some sort of movement going around in Twitter and in Reddit to to spread out the prowler love <laughs> and to let people and to get people to embrace the the players who play as prowlers. It's it's actually nice to see the 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 niche audience that Monster Hunter has in the West to kind of collaborate and to to develop such a community like right, that. Right. Yeah. So can, it's a, it's an interesting phenomenon. Can you have so can you have like a party made up of people that are playing the the regular classes plus people in prowler mode? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you you can have the the maximum size of a party is four players, and they can all be they can they can mix up. They can be four hunters. They can be three hunters and one cat. They can be four cats. Mm. Doesn't matter. It's still perfectly playable. Yeah, I imagine you'd want to mix up the classes for the ones with the aerial stuff and then the normal. The normal yeah. mode, although yeah, 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 because because like Monster Hunter's made up like the battlegrounds are made up of different areas that you got to go between. So the the thought of not being able to go into some rooms because of your class seems seems very strange. Like what is yeah. what is the the reason for that? Is it just they would completely be able to overcome obstacles that are in there? What's the deal? No, not really. I mean, all the rooms are pretty much accessible for every class because they are usually um, facilitated through, I don't know, if you have to climb some sort of mountain or something, you, you always have a vine that you can climb. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, if you, if you have different hunters with different styles, you can pretty much approach it on, on different ways. Like someone, someone gets the hammer with, with a power charge shot and stuns his face and then the aerial dude jumps in and stabs him while he's writing it. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of gives like a different strategy 
which is it's really cool. I I quite like the the new variety, but I haven't I haven't experimented enough with it to tell you which one is my favorite and which one is the most complicated. Sure. One one of the one of the styles is is specifically addressed for really skilled players that apparently can perform like last second dodges. Because at least the way it sells it to you is like you can perform like very very timely events, but counter attack with very powerful attacks if done correctly. Sure, like a high high like a three star rating high on risk, an Overwatch yeah. character or something. <laughs> yeah, pretty much high risk, high reward stuff, which is which is okay, but I don't think I'm ready for that yet. So right. uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of taking it slow and getting my gear up and and trying to understand the different arts and the different styles. Mm. But yeah, getting there. Cool. I, I haven't really progressed that much to say, yeah, I've killed one of the new, brand new monsters that this game presents. So uh, up until now, it's pretty much all very known monsters sure. or okay. new small ones. Okay, okay. So yeah, working through that. And and yeah, as I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter games in general, and, and this one is no disappointment. It's just another Monster Hunter, which is a good thing. But this is something that, for example, put off Stu and Earl. Because cause they say that the game hasn't changed enough for, for it to catch its interest, you know? Yeah, this one's, like, if if the last one you've played is one of the threes, like, whichever th- three it was. Uh, yeah, three then, Ultimate, probably. Yeah, I think it was three Ultimate. Uh, this sounds, if you like the game, but you're just waiting for them to do the next big thing, this sounds like potentially the one. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. expect if- much more in terms of, you know rewriting of mechanics like introducing several different modes and and play styles sounds like just about what you'd want out of a uh, you know a refreshed uh monster hunter yeah and i don't think it should like get brand new mechanics all from scratch and everything i think the monster hunter formula should remain pretty unchanged yeah it's what it's what makes it what it is yeah exactly it's like what makes it good yeah. So what what makes people like it? It's challenging. So the basic formula is there. You're a small man fighting really big monsters. There's a lot of skill involved, and uh, it's really satisfying to do. Mm. And there is a lot of grinding. Yes, I said <laughs> it again. And there is a lot of stuff, the killing the same guy over and over again, just to get the parts that you need in order to upgrade your gear and to be the very best that that there was ever was. <laughs> that was ever was. <laughs> that was ever was what for was. <laughs> I think conservation watchdogs would have a bit of a problem with monster hunter because it sounds less like oh this monster's terrifying our village to let's go kill like 84 of those <laughs> you're t- yeah you're totally invading their space and they they had they were not really affecting your exactly, life exactly you know right yeah 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 this is something that that could lead to some debate are you because- the baddie <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like there's a couple of quests that you can see that the monster is clearly attacking one of the village properties or one of the village buildings, uh. but it's like one quest, one story quest. The rest is like, okay, go to this place, kill this guy, <laughs> or five of these guys, or as many guys of these as you can, and keep respawning. So yeah, um, quite often you're the bad guy. You're the real monster. Uh, the monster is you. Should you. Be hunted. Yes. Yeah, you should be the one hunted. <laughs> so. Go hunt yourself. <laughs> I'd love to see Monster Hunter 5, where it just turns out that, you know, you play as a massive play the monster. monster. Just going and like, <laughs> and yeah, yeah just crunching some little dudes up. That'd be funny. It's something that I've actually given it some thought, you know? Like, what if they eventually implemented some mode where a player can control the monsters? But I, I, I don't know. It would be really, really like hard evolve. to pull off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be really hard to do. Did you try? Did you try Evolve in its free mode recently? I haven't yet. I've got it installed, but I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, me neither. Because every time that I wanted to try it, I was on the couch, and he's like, "Oh yeah, Evolve may not be the kind of guy that I want to play with a controller." So, well, if you're playing as the monster, like you're not whipping around that that much, you could probably get away with a controller. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, t- for me, I'm just not interested enough. I'd be interested. If if I hear that it's really picked up a fan base as a result of going free to play, uh, and that you know there's enough people playing it, but uh, I, I'm I'm short on free time as it is. I think this is this yeah, is the big no problem kidding. that everybody suffers at the moment is um, 
you know, it's one of the reasons that Overwatch has kept me coming back. Uh, although I have to say it's been like a week since I played because I didn't play at all this week. Thanks, Headlander. Um, yeah. But uh, it's it's that moment where I can go back to Overwatch and I don't feel like I've lost any ground on people because they sure. just have the same skills and the same characters that I do. You know. Yeah. Oh, speaking of characters, did you, did you play? Anna yeah, I played a bit of Anna. What do you think? Yeah, I'm to? not I'm not good enough with her, but I can see why she can be useful. Um, mm. What she lacks in in Overwatch basically is that she lacks that ability that um, Widowmaker has to go short range as well. Because you, right, you can yeah. no scope with the rifle, but it doesn't do enough damage to put somebody down if they get in your face. Yeah, or if you're in, if if they're in your face, you can quickly like use the sleep dart just to get out of trouble or something. If like you're that. good enough with the sleep dart as well, because if you miss, that's like a twelve second cooldown or something. <laughs> By which yeah. time you are well, well dead. I only I only played it on the PTR when, which is like the test environment, um, the preview environment, I guess. And uh, it was difficult to tell how useful she was when every single person was playing as her. Well, now it now in yeah. competitive, you only have the one hero. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I haven't played since that actually. What? I've decided to stay away from competitive anyway. Uh, we found the formula. Play at the weekend. Really, we we don't play Why? competitive through the week because it seems like everybody playing on weekday nights are the super dedicated, like hardcore ones, and <laughs> we just lose ranks if we play at the weekend. You go on at the weekend, and everybody in their murmur playing it, you get a much higher quantity of people who aren't that good. It's hmm. true. I wonder if that's a console phenom- phenomenon. I don't know because me and me and Jonathan, the guy that I play with, we we both took big hits to our ranking. I mean, this was still in the right. moment where losing one match would lose you a rank as well. But I placed hmm. at level fifty three. He placed at level fifty four, and then we both then Not we bad. both hit high forties straight away. Like I was down right. to like level forty seven, forty six because of losses. And in one weekend, mm-hmm. we pushed back up to career highs. So I'm now level 54, and he's level 55. And now Ooh. you know that you don't you don't gain yes. or lose a whole rank anymore. Um, if you lose a match, depending on how hard the hammering was, you lose more or less parts of a rank. But you will yeah. not drop from like 53 to 52 instantly. Um, have Have they redone the uh, sudden death? Uh, Not yep. that I've seen, but I haven't oh. actually seen a sudden death. Oh wow! Since then, we yeah, ha- I haven't seen that coin brutal. flip yet because we've with either we've either won or lost. But at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah, you don't lose as much rank at the weekends. Definitely on console, the weekend seems to be the place where you can pick up more victories to like even breaking the fifty percent rule kind of thing. I think yeah. last, not the weekend just gone, but the weekend before, we played something like nine matches and won seven. Hmm. Um, we were nice. all over them. And then, yeah, Anna, Anna's decent, but again, because it's that new character phenomenon, people are still picking her, whether she's right for that level or not. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So you're playing a level like, let's say, Dorado, where the enemies are in your face almost instantly. You do mm. not need an Anna on that level. <laughs> Because she's not good right, enough yeah. in a in a clutch situation to 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 help. You know sure. she's got the she's well, got the grenade, but you have to like rely on your teammates to be on it as well. Yeah, to the extent that I can't see her getting plays of the game because she her ultimate isn't powering another individual. Well, her her ultimate is powering another individual, <laughs> but you have to like you either have to be close team playing or lucky. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been having a lot of problems with the ultimate because every time I want to power up someone and then Genji runs away yeah. in front of my line of sight and I put it on him instead. <laughs> every single time. We, we did discuss that. Like, how, how annoying would it be if you launch your ultimate at a Reaper who's obviously going to drop into the Death Blossom and then somebody like Roadhog gets in the way? <laughs> like, you're not helping. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That happens. I mean, yeah, fair play happens. to you. If you can, oh no, because you don't have to shoot, do you? It's just the button. So, but yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. She's a weird one because she doesn't. She's not a damage dealer, but her healing isn't that great. She's not crowd control either because the you know the sleep dart only affects somebody until they are they take damage. 
it's 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 yeah. a weird one, definitely. But yeah, well, you know, she's not my character, but hey ho, there's twenty four others to play, <laughs> or however many. Mm-hmm. Twenty one. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we were saying that uh, the other day that I've played something like seventy hours of that game, and I still haven't memorized how many characters there are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any closing thoughts? Play Headlander. It's really good. Um, I think yeah. I will. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. if you are if you're considering to try out an MMO, check out Final Fantasy fourteen. There is a free trial that you can do until I think it's level twenty or fifteen days, whichever comes first. Mm. So you you can give it a look. Cool. I recommend it. And uh, I guess my closing thought is um, try new genres. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, try and stick with something new. Get through the uncomfortable. This this is unfamiliar. I don't like it. Phase. Are you and, still uh, talking about grinder? You might. You might just be. Re- you might just be rewarded <laughs> with a beautiful, beautiful yeah. boy. He t- he totally yeah, is talking totally. about grinder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, I think we'll close this one out, gentlemen. Um, we have been go play that. You can email us at go play no at pod yes at pod. Cast yes. at goplaythat.com. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed <laughs> the landing. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter at goplaythat, on Facebook, goplaythat.com, and everywhere else on the internet. You search for us, you'll find us. Find us. And uh, from me, from Bob, from Tom, that's that's us. That's number one. <laughs> yep. That's uh, good night. Bye. 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 Yeah.